Good afternoon. This is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. So uh, I feel like I have missed you guys. I did a midweek pod chat uh, last Thursday, but I did not record last Sunday. So I kind of feel like I miss you guys. <laughs> so today um, we will conclude our series on transformed. And today we're going to talk about transformed by touching. Uh, so I hope you guys have been enjoying this series and I really hope that it's blessed you. Again, I'm going to talk about transformation again today and I am going to talk about it from two sides of, of a coin, right? I'm going to talk about how God understands and can relate with our humanity and that's how he can be touched, right? With whatever um, we're going through or whatever um, season or changes that we may be experiencing or um, pain that we may be experiencing in life, God is able to relate. And so I'm going to be coming from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. And then we're going to jump into Luke chapter 5. And I'm going to be at verse 12 through 15. So I hope you'll follow along. But as is our usual custom, um, I'm going to play uh, a song for you to prepare our hearts and minds for worship. And then we're going to jump right into our discussion. Again, thank you for tuning in today. You're the cool in the evening 
Touch of Heaven by Hillsong. And so, yes, so that stirred my heart and I hope that it stirred yours and prepared your heart and mind for our discussion. So go, let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to go ahead and look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. 
and it reads it says therefore since we have a great high priest who is ascended into heaven jesus the son of god let us hold firmly to the faith we profess for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Man, it's just so powerful. So as I was preparing for this episode and really meditating on what it means to empathize, because God can empathize with us. I mean, we serve a God, y'all, that, first of all, God sent his son, Jesus, and wrapped him in flesh, right? So Jesus had a human experience and so he is acquainted with sorrow. He's acquainted with grief. He's acquainted with joy. He's acquainted with happiness. He's acquainted with discouragement and disheartenment. He's, he is familiar with betrayal. He's acquainted with anger. He can relate to our anger, right? My gosh. I mean, we serve a God that who's who's able to empathize with us. And I I I was really meditating on that and wondering, really, do we understand that how fortunate we are to serve a God who is who ha, who can relate to our human experience? He can relate to our humanity and he's not far removed from the things that we go through and struggle with in our flesh and Man, God wrapped his son Jesus in flesh and Jesus walked the earth for 33 years. So he didn't just come and, and, and do a lot of miracles. He walked the earth and experienced what we experience in our humanity. And that's why he's able to sympathize and empathize with us. That's why he's able to comfort us. That's why he's able to to extend his mercy because <laughs> he can relate to our experience as human beings. And I think that is so powerful. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Man. I'm so glad, right, to be serving a God who understands my weakness. He's able to empathize with it. Why? Because he himself, not only did he bore our, he bore our sins, right, right in his flesh, but it said Jesus also weeped, right? He's acquainted with everything that we struggle with. And that's why he's able to empathize. People serve so many different things. But Jesus is actually able to touch us where we hurt and heal us. 
because he knows himself what it's like to feel pain, to be hungry, to be sad, to lose someone that he loves, to feel joy, to understand the joys of fellowship, right? And and brotherly love. I mean, Jesus is a high priest. But he, and there's one translation that he says, it says that he can be touched with our infirmities. Man, a holy God, a sovereign God, a just God can be touched with our infirmities. I'm so glad that God sent Jesus in flesh. To save us from our sins. But I'm also grateful that he knows how to relate to us. I I believe the father just wanted to know. He he sent his son to save us. But he also sent his son so that he can understand the human experience that we were having. God wanted, our Father in heaven wanted to understand the human experience, so he sent his son Jesus and wrapped him in flesh. Because to save us or to redeem us or to restore us or to bring us back to a place of reconciliation, he had to walk among us and feel what we feel as human beings. Like I said, people serve and they look for answers in so many things that can't even relate to the human experience. And we serve a God that can relate. And that's why he's able to comfort us, right? So that's number one. Well, I think if we're going to be transformed by touching, the first thing we got, we got to understand is who we serve, that we serve a God who can be touched by our infirmities. He's acquainted with all our weaknesses, yet he was without sin. He can relate to us. So God is not this holy, pious God that can't be touched or empathize with us. For he sent his son so that he would understand the experience that we're having in our humanity and yet strengthen us in our weakness. The Bible says something interesting that when when we are weak, he is strong. So Jesus' strength shows up in the midst of our weakness to strengthen us. Let me say that again. Jesus... Shows up in the midst of our weakness to strengthen us. That's the first thing we got to understand about being transformed by a touch is that we serve a God who's acquainted and is able to empathize with all of our weaknesses. Yet he was without he was without sin. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way. Sometimes we feel like we're all alone and sometimes we feel like, 
you know, nobody understands. But yeah, Jesus understands. I, I believe he felt what it felt like even in the Garden of Gethsemane, how it felt like he was alone in his suffering because those that were supposed to be praying for him fell asleep. <laughs> Those that were with him weren't even woke enough. <laughs> they weren't even woke at his at his time of need. He even said, could you not tarry with me for what one hour? Jesus knew when Lazarus died, he knew what it was like to lose someone he loved and he weeped. Um, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is crying tears of blood and he's saying, Father, if you would let this cup pass from me, he, what he's saying, well, if you would let this suffering pass from me, that was the cup that he had to drink, a cup of suffering. And he knew he had to, to bear this, this suffering and really nothing <laughs> could compare, could prepare him for the excruciating humiliation and mockery and betrayal that he will experience on the cross because he had to experience the cross without the father. But he was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. He did not miss the mark because that's what sin means. It means to miss the mark. Jesus did not Missed the mark. But here's the thing. He was tempted like we were. Even he he faced temptation. He dealt with um, pride and uh, flesh. And he dealt with the temptation of exploiting power. And when, when, the, when Satan tempted him in the wilderness after 40 days, Satan tempted him by offering him treasures of the world. And Satan tempted him and said, you know, if you be the son of God, try to make him question his identity. I mean, everything that we could think of, Jesus has already encountered. He's a high priest that can be touched with our weakness. I mean, the magnitude of being able to touch a holy God, to be able to come boldly in his presence. It says, and therefore, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can come boldly and confidently to God's throne of grace and, and, and find grace to help us in our time of need. So again, the first thing we need to understand about Transformed by touching is we need to first understand that we serve a God who can be touched. Okay, let's jump over here to Luke chapter five. It says. Let's see, we're going to look at chapter five, Luke chapter five, verse 12 through 15. It says, while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. He said, I'm willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. 
Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. Now, he is touching a man in this particular passage that has leprosy. Leprosy, those that had leprosy were were not supposed to live in the same community with people. They were supposed to live outside of the camp. They were ostracized and they were not considered welcomed by the community. Um, They were considered unclean. And so, I mean, can you imagine the scorn or the humiliation or the feeling uh, feeling like an outcast, feeling lonely and not a part of and like a disease, right? A disease that people feared that they could get. I mean, so that you could imagine the looks and the stares this leopard, this leopard received. And here he is. He approaches Jesus. It says, while Jesus was, was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face to the ground and begged him. He said, Lord, if you are willing, that was bold too to be able to approach him. Something about this leprosy knew something about Jesus. But here's the here's the interesting part. There are times in the Bible where Jesus just spoke and said, get up. Right there. Is, or he just said, be healed. In this situation, Jesus goes in and touches the unclean leopard. And it says in verse 13, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. My God. I mean, just let that sink in, y'all. Jesus reached out his hand and touched what others ostracized and said could not be a part of the community. And Jesus touched him. And this man had enough boldness, had enough faith to even approach Jesus in the state that he was in. Because he hadn't resigned himself to living as a leper. My God, he didn't resign himself to living unclean. He didn't resign himself to being an outcast. He hadn't accepted his plot in life. He saw Jesus and he said, wait a minute, this is my opportunity. This is my chance to be a part of the community again. To no longer be on the outskirts. This is my chance and opportunity to get my change and to get my my healing. This is my opportunity. I mean, that's what we that man. That's what I'm talking about. Pursuit after God. I mean, this is an unclean man. He wasn't sitting making excuses. When he saw his opportunity, he approached not even knowing the outcome, but willing to risk further humiliation, right? And Jesus didn't just speak a word. Jesus touched him. Jesus touched even the unclean parts. You could think that you've done so many 
bad things. And the enemy wants to condemn you, right? For the things you've done. But God wants to convict you and correct your course so he can clean you up. My God. <laughs> God wants to correct you so that he can put you on the right course and clean you up. We serve a God, y'all, that transforms us by touching us. Have you ever received a touch from God? Do you remember the last time you received a touch from God? Do you remember you were down and out and God spoke to you? Some people say it was that voice that spoke to you and told you to get up. Wash your face. I never forget a time when I was having a pity party and I had lost a job and I had got into an altercation with a coworker. And because of that altercation, I was let go of the job and I couldn't blame anybody for my predicament. And so I was really having a hard time dealing with the outcome, you know, being so negative. <laughs> like I just lost a job. I'm living on my own. And I remember I was just crying. I mean, I was just in my apartment having a little pity party, just feeling, you know, down and out. And I'll never forget. God told me, he said, now, and I was praying. He said, now what you could do, you can either sit here and wallow or you can sit here and get up, put on your best clothes, wash your face and go out here and knock on these doors, go and apply for these jobs and believe me to open one of them. You know, I chose the latter, but it's just something that God will meet us in our time of need and will touch us and kind of shake us out of a lowly place and cause us to get up and walk in faith. Right? God will send his word. You know, but I just love this, that he that he'll touch the most unclean. The thing that you are so ashamed of, God wants to touch it. And just like this leopard. He speaks a word and says, be clean. He God wants to touch it. That thing that you're hiding, that thing that you won't give, that thing that you're ashamed of, that thing that you think that is too dirty for God. God said, I'll touch you even in that, that unwelcoming part. And I'll make it clean. This man was transformed. He went from being an outcast to being clean. And being able to live back in the community with people. God turned his humiliation to healing. God worked a miracle in the midst of what many would call this man's humiliation, right? And what I want you to know is if you're in a hard place or if you're dealing with shame or guilt or if you're dealing with you know, if you feel like you're outcast, if you feel like nobody understands, if you feel like everybody misunderstands you, if you feel like you're all alone, if you feel like 
Um, there's no way God could ever forgive you. I want you to know God can touch you even in that place. You could be struggling with drug addiction. You could be struggling with pornography. You could be struggling um, with prescription drugs. You could be struggling with depression or anxiety. And you got to know that you can give that over. And God wants to meet you in that place. And he wants to touch you. And when he touches you, he has the power to clean, <laughs> to get rid of all the dirt. That's what I believe. He talks about, you know, I'll give you beauty for ashes. I mean, God will make something out of nothing. I mean, because really, when you look at ashes, what can you do with that? <laughs> like, I mean, like it has no uh, kind of particles that actually can be put together. It looks useless. It looks, um, it's just dirty on your hands and God can take ashes. He can make beauty out of ashes. Those things that seem burnt up and unsolvable in our life, God can do something with that. Because we serve a God who's able to empathize with us. So the second thing you need to understand is there's nothing you can do. There's nothing that you've done that God can't clean up. My goodness. <laughs> and God can't change. He can redirect your course if you've gotten on the wrong course. He can clean up your life. God wants to touch you wherever you're hurting, wherever you're broken. Ah, I was an angry young girl questioning God. I was so angry. And I would say, God, if you exist, why did you allow this to happen? Why did you allow the sexual abuse? Why did you allow us to be taken from our parents? And I was just dealing with issues with abandonment. And I was struggling, y'all, with self-esteem and identity. And God came. He didn't leave me in that place. He met me even in a place of anger. Even I was despondent and God met me in that place. And he changed my life. And I tell people, I don't know what happened because I did not like to go to church. I had a foster mom who used to always take us and I would I mean I would go kicking and screaming like I just thought it was a punishment I thought you know my parents never raised us in church so I thought it was a punishment and I had an issue with God because I was angry with God young and angry <laughs> but God he began that work at the altar found myself at the altar asking what could I do to be saved because all I knew is I needed a savior <laughs> and I needed something to change and something about that message that day resonated and I ended up at the altar and God began transformation. And God wants to do the same thing for you. I hope you guys have been blessed by this series. <laughs>
I am so full just from this lesson. I only gave you two points. Number one, it's important that you understand that we serve a God who is touched by our infirmities. Number two, it's important that you know there's nothing you have done. There's nothing so dirty that you have done that God cannot clean up. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Share it with your family and friends. Until next time, this is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. You guys be blessed.